Hello and welcome to the second episode of Alchemic Life. My name is Jo and this is my podcast. I'm being a bit more organised this week because I've actually written something down. Now, sticking to it may not happen, but I'm going to give it a go and I'm hoping it doesn't sound too kind of stilted, but let's see how it goes, hey. While I waited for my listing to be added to podcasts, I was trying on various topic ideas for this second episode. I'm glad of that time I had because I'm trying not to make really instant quick decisions these days. It's a tendency I've always had and it usually leads to me feeling differently hours, days or weeks later and then leaping into another hastily made decision. How many domain names do I own? How many Instagram accounts have I had? So I'm trying to sleep on things. Use, as human design would have it, my emotional authority in a wiser way by letting the ups and downs run through a few times so that I can see the overall trend. Of course, after all this wise behaviour, I got knocked off my almost balanced feet by the news about the Amazon rainforest fires. Feeling like most of us, I think, powerless, I tried to gather information quickly, which isn't always the best idea when it's so easy to follow the meme down some horrible rabbit hole. And alongside the useful information, at least in my little corner of the online world, people were getting angry and frustrated, and there was a battle of words and thoughts going on, finger-pointing and calling out. It reminds me a bit of the way two dogs who are barking at something they can't reach will just somehow turn on each other and let rip because they need the adrenaline to move through. I've been looking for practical do-it-now ways to support organisations working on the front line, and once I'd found them... I sat and did what I could in the moment. Meditate, connect with Earth, practice healing, and, yeah, do what I could. Meanwhile, some social media was lighting up with the enough with the spiritual bypassing, F off with your love and light, it's useless, what's the point of thoughts and prayers? And not so long ago, that would have thrown me into a spin. The aggression is a reaction to performative, shallow, seemingly empty words. I get that. But those words are sometimes all people feel capable of because they're panicking. Sometimes people are immature and inexperienced and have nothing else to reach for. Either way, in the past, I'd have instantly identified with the imagined problem, drowned myself in self-criticism for being such a loser, see also white girl bullshit, sidestepper, faker, etc, etc. But somewhere along this midlife line, strengthened by my actual practice done every day, I developed confidence in myself and the value of what I do and believe. It's not spiritual bypassing. I'm not just parroting love and light, thoughts and prayers. What I do is real. I've known it was real since I was a kid. As Des Haig said this week, this is not my starting point. I've been learning this stuff since before I was born. I've gone well off piste many times over the years, experimented with other lifestyles, different philosophies, done a large amount of numbing. Maybe because this body, this consciousness, was locking into earth and nature from day one. That connection isn't always easy to handle. You can easily choose to isolate yourself or deny everything you are and know. Numb it off and live as someone else. My path took me on a meandering route, but it led me to energy work that undoubtedly burned off some of those layers I was hiding behind, revealing the outlines of true self. But outing that true self as a tree-hugging loony isn't comfortable. I haven't even done it with my own family or some of my real-life friends. In fact, they may well never know. Frankly, I used to dread being rejected by them or laughed at. 
but these days I just don't need their approval, so why seek it? So when it comes to climate crisis, I think what we want is action. Someone to fix things for us when we can't do it ourselves. I worked in charity fundraising for 13 years for an organisation that specialises primarily in policy change, welfare issues and the scientific study of whales and dolphins. I saw every day how frustrated supporters would cancel their donations and send them instead to Sea Shepherd because they could see those people literally throwing themselves in the path of whaling ships. Breaking stupid laws, not just challenging them in governmental forums. They were cutting fishing nets off dolphins, not compiling papers on fisheries and their abuse of the oceans. Isn't that what we want in our hearts and our bones? To move, to fight, to defend? We're animals who instinctively, instantly know how to do those things. However, the non-physical is powerful and we also have that ability. The source of all things is life energy. And if we can remember how to speak that language, we can create movement, strength, protection that way too. Through one system of energy work, and Reiki is just a Japanese word meaning a system of energy work, I learned a simple terminology to use in connecting with Earth and universal energy. There's that word again. And then through continued conversation, I remembered my own language. We each have our own, because we're all unique expressions of creative energy that originates in Earth and beyond. We are consciousness, intel, data. The flow of that energy goes both ways. Except there really isn't a both because there's no separation, but anyway, you get what I mean. Picture this. You're singing your song, dancing your dance, making your art, carving your spoon. This version has a spoon. And the song, dance, painting or spoon moves through you and onto its audience where it informs and provokes and perhaps delights the recipients. But if you've ever done any of those things, you'll know that it's you who gets to feel better than anyone. The act of creating, of letting that creation through you, is what we're made for. And it feels good. Switch out those roles, so that it's not you singing, it's Earth creating life. From a song to a redwood, from a recipe to a blue whale, the expression of that creative urge is uplifting, healing and strengthening for the Earth. Meditation and energy work, their creative expression too, when they're heartfelt, in a non-physical form, pure and simple. The earth feels through us, and energy work is just one way of keeping the information moving, endlessly reciprocal. It supports both of us. There's that non-both again. So when I see those fires burning, the ice caps melting, humans, wildlife, plant life suffering, yeah, I do my research and I find the organisations who are doing the work that makes a difference, and that may not always involve jumping in front of things, and I support them how I can, understanding that having money to spare is a huge privilege, even if it's only a fiver. Then I turn to meditation and energy work, to conversing with this planet and letting her know that I am here as a channel for her, that if I can give her some positive experience to help balance the injuries, then I will. And I'm not ashamed to admit that this is how I am in the world, how I am for the world, I'm not doing this dressed in white, turban on my head, sitting on a cushion in Bali, sadly. Except for the turban bit, I'm not sad about turbans at all. I'm a middle-aged woman with a home to run, a teenage daughter, three dogs, two elderly parents, bills to pay. Earth doesn't need me in the right outfit and lots of pictures on Instagram. She needs a good soul to live through. We can all be that. The thing I love this week is a poem. It sounds a bit mad, but I found this poem after I'd written the podcast. It was just a couple of links into Google and there it was. 
and I like to take it as an affirmation that this was the right thing for me to do this week. I was right to say these things for me because this found me. It's called Hokusai Says and it's by Roger Keyes. Katsushika Hokusai was an artist and printmaker in Japan in the 17 and 1800s. He's most famous for his woodblock print, The Great Wave of Kanagawa, which I'm sure all of you have seen somewhere. Hokusai says, look carefully. He says, pay attention, notice. He says, keep looking, stay curious. He says, there is no end to seeing. He says, look forward to getting old. He says, keep changing. You just get more who you really are. He says, get stuck, accept it. Repeat yourself as long as it's interesting. He says, keep doing what you love. He says, keep praying. He says, every one of us is a child. Every one of us is ancient. Every one of us has a body. He says, every one of us is frightened. He says, every one of us has to find a way to live with fear. He says everything is alive, shells, buildings, people, fish, mountains, trees. Wood is alive, water is alive. Everything has its own life. Everything lives inside us. He says live with the world inside you. He says it doesn't matter if you draw or write books. It doesn't matter if you saw wood or catch fish. It doesn't matter if you sit at home and stare at the ants on your veranda or the shadows of the trees and grasses in your garden. It matters that you care. It matters that you feel. It matters that you notice. It matters that life lives through you. Contentment is life living through you. Joy is life living through you. Satisfaction and strength is life living through you. Peace is life living through you. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Look, feel. Let life take you by the hand. Let life live through you. That's pretty damn good, huh? Really good poem. Roger. Roger Keyes, whoever you are. I think I need to look him up. I feel a bit bad now, not knowing anything about Roger Keyes. That's his poem, and I'm loving it. That's all I've got for you this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll meet you back here next week. Bye now.